This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. This is Keeping It 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. We had the GOAT Charles Woodson on last week. If you haven't listened to it already, you should go and check it out. This week, though, it's just James and I. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding, but it is just James and I. The world is lucky. The world is lucky. Yeah, it's just James and I, which is a good thing, right? What's up, James? How you doing? What's going down? I'm good, man. I'm just over here chilling, hanging, man, trying to get my workout on, but you want to put the podcast right early in the day, you know, right smack in the oh. middle with a nice little heat out here in Arizona, Anyways. but it's all good. You know what I mean? Anything for the podcast. Blue wire shout out, I guess, huh? <laughs> Uh, so by the way, James actually bought headphones, um, that he doesn't have to tape to his head because his other headphones were broken. So thank you, James. I'll tell, tell the world that I'm, you know, still living the hood life. That's okay though. It all happens like that. You never forgot where you came from. You know what I'm saying? So Never ever. Good. Uh, well, you know, I'm actually excited about the content today. Usually, you know, this time of year, it's really slow when it comes to NFL news. But uh, thanks to former Raider, Coleccio mm-hmm. Semele. Oh, somebody always going to give us something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gave us some things to discuss. He spilled the tea, as some yeah. people will say these days. During a Bleacher Report podcast that he was on, we're going to break that down for you in just a second. Plus, your boy, Aaron Rodgers, he made a cameo on my favorite TV show. Your favorite TV show. Game of okay. Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. All right. A show that I've never watched, but we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, which is a huge problem. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, apparently you spoke to him about that, right? So yeah. we'll get to that in just a second. A little, a little teaser. Uh, maybe more than just a second. <laughs> a few minutes down the line later in the <laughs> podcast. But we got to start with the T, of course. Provided by former Raiders offensive lineman, Coleccio Semele. Uh, he's now with the Jets, as we know. Crazy thing is, though, today the Jets, they fired GM Mike McCagnin. So, oh, wow. Did you not know that, no. James? Where have you been? Where have you been, my friend? Man, I've been in, I've been in the gym working on my jump shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then that means you I don't mean, have to go to the gym after this, okay? You're good. Nah, uh, I've been keeping it up. So, yeah, I cannot believe that they fired McCagnin. Uh, even though, Even though it may... Not be a surprise to some because I don't know if you remember this, but during the draft there were some rumblings that him and uh, head coach Adam Gase were not on the same page. And one of the things, James, it just came out actually today, that caused a little rift, uh, I guess you would say, was the signing of Le'Veon Bell. Apparently Gase didn't want Bell. So if what? Yeah, uh, right. That that's what that was my reaction. 
So then they should fire him because you're not trying to make your team better. So no, get no, out of no. here. No, no, no. Gase didn't want Bell. Oh, Gase didn't. Yeah, McCagnan oh. wanted Bell. Oh, so they fired the wrong guy. Right? <laughs> I, I was surprised that they even hired Gase in the first place. But anyways, if you're a Jets player, what are you thinking oh, right now? Uh, My GM just got fired. Like for KO, the guy who yeah. traded for him just got fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to understand. I mean, I know especially for young guys, they're probably looking like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. But for veterans, it's just another day at the job. It happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like this catch you by surprise. I mean, there's been plenty, plenty of players that get released, and you're like, well, how in the world did he get released? <laughs> like, this dude was balling. But you never know what teams are thinking and vice versa with coaches and GMs. I've seen coaches get out of there, get fired. Like, you know, we had a safety – we had we had a DB's coach. When Charles Woodson, who you called a goat, was there. Oh, you don't call him uh, the goat? No, Charles is my guy. He's always going to be the goat because I competed against him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, that made no sense. We had, we had a coach. He had Al Harris. He had Tremont Williams. He had Nick Collins. He had Tremont Williams all go to the Pro Bowl, and they fired him. You're like, what? The next season. So we're looking like, what in the world is going on? So I'm like, man. So first I'm seeing players go that, you know, are pretty good. We think are good. And I'm like, dang, what's going on? This one, I'm a young guy, too. And I'm like, dang, what's going on? Then I see coaches go, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. So, you know, at one point I'm just like, man, look, just put your head down and you go to work because you never know what's going to happen. I know the young guys could be shocked, but the veterans are like, man, just another day at the office. We got to go out there and perform. But as for Gase, not wanting Le'Veon Bell I think I mean shoot come on now you want as many playmakers as you can especially being an offensive coach I can see if you're a defensive coach or something even though that would still be crazy but you know on the defensive side of the ball like ah let's bring in more defensive guys instead of signing offensive guys to big money but you're an offensive guy yeah and you talking about you don't want the best running back in the game on your team that that's ridiculous to me but then firing a GM I mean it was a surprise but it's not a surprise to me because I've seen stuff like this happen and then think about you know Le'Veon Bell coming in there and your head coach who's still there obviously because he just got hired doesn't want you or didn't want you to get signed yeah I mean I I think once yeah once Le'Veon goes out there and you know obviously he done seen his bank account already so he ain't worried about (laughs) (laughs) he ain't worried about who that want him or whatnot I mean the check already direct deposit so we good and then when you see me on this football field you're gonna thank the lord that I'm on your team because you can use me in so different ways and I'm gonna make you look like a genius as an offensive coordinator and all the Jets fans are gonna be out there like oh my goodness I thank god we hired Gase and it's all gonna be because of Le'Veon Bell (laughs) Gase is gonna be like my bad I mean I didn't say that what they talking about that's a lot anyways um well moving on so McCagnet again he is the guy who traded for Coletio assembly this offseason and I was sad to see him go because he was a beast for the Raiders yeah and and now KO he only played 11 games last year right and that was due to injury Mm. but we may have some insight as to why KO and many of the other Raiders players were injured last year. So we're going to start with that, James. Okay. KO was on uh, Adam Left Coast podcast. Uh, it's a Bleacher Report podcast. They spoke mm-hmm. for over an hour. Yeah. I picked out a bunch of parts that I thought were, were big news uh, for Raider fans. Um, this is probably the longest bite, so bear with me. I got you. A lot of it was Raiders talk, okay, including this. And this was really alarming to me. Take a listen to this. Is this like the best 
health-wise you've been in a long time, like getting in shape, like doing keto and intermittent fasting and all that stuff, yeah. you can feel it. Yeah. Well, how different does your body feel right now? Well, I took a lot of weight off my joints, so, I mean, obviously my knees and my back feel better. What and, weight are you uh, at? I'm 310 right now. And you were what the last few years? Uh, 325, wow. 330. And we don't think that's going to mess up your power at all? Uh, I'm the strongest I've ever been, man. Really? Shout out to Justice. You know what I mean? Our strength coach. Yeah. Yeah, like we, we got a real one, bro. Like we got we have a real strength coach. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say anything about the last one we had in Oakland. But this dude <laughs> is raw. Like this guy's raw. You're just feeling like... Is it different exercises, too? Yeah, yeah, it's way different. I don't know what the hell we were doing in Oakland last year. Well, I saw your off-season weight room where the training camp is. It's like a high school in Oakland. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what this looks like, the yard. Like, I don't know what's going on. It it has nothing to do with that because we worked out there when we were with Joe Gomes, in my opinion, like the coldest of all time dude is like, working for NASA now. He's that smart. State Department. Oh, he was the like trainer killers. guy back then. Like, yeah, like he was, he's the truth. Wow. This dude's the truth. So, which, and then obviously that translates like to how we won 12 games and all that type of stuff. Like, and then like the guy that we just had, he's since been fired. Like, I mean, no disrespect. Like, you know what? Hey, that was his Gruden's guy, whatever. Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I'm just happy that we got a good strength guy now. Like, to me, that's so important. Like, there are certain players that don't like it. Like, oh, like, I can understand you're a skilled player. You don't want to get, like, too big. You just don't want to run fast. But, like, for, like, that position up front, if you're not training the right way, if you're not also Mm -hmm. training smart, too, because there's a lot of banging up front. Sure. You're just not going to, one, make it through the season, and two, like, you're going to burn out fast. There's going to be way more injuries, and you mm. can just see just from the amount of injuries that we had from the one strength guy to the next how important that is to oh actually have a guy that's coached and has been coaching and has been learning and has been progressing with yeah. training in the NFL. It's a high, like, high... It's a competitive job. Like, you have to be front, Trainers, front, front of like the line. Like 60% science, of their job is learning new techniques. 60% of their job is going out and getting certified and mm-hmm. learning the correct... We had guys that weren't even certified in That's the weight room. crazy. Yeah, we had, we had a, a physical You're playing on a baseball field trainer. and you have we, trainers We, we had a personal certified. trainer. We had literally a per, one of like the guys that were training us was a personal trainer. That was his qualification. He had... We literally had How athletic did you trainers with anything? more qualification. You really can, dog, because then you're the bad guy. Like, you can't. You can't. We tell certain guys, we tell certain guys, like Lee Smith was one of our guys. He was on the leadership council. Yeah. So we'll go to the leadership council and be like, bruh. And then he'll go back and talk to the coach Gruden. And then Gruden come back, we'll give him a little bit more time. And then it gets kind of pushed back. And by the time they actually do something, it's like, too late. Yeah. And then also, dude's on a guaranteed contract, too. So uh, you think he cares, wow. really? Like, he even said that. He was like, I'm a guaranteed contract anyway, even if they do get rid of me. Like, dude said that. I was living in his office because he came to me and was like, what's going on? Why are the guys upset? And I told him why they're upset. You're like, really? And I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter for you guys. And that's the thing, bro. It's such a, it's a business, man. Like, they don't Damn. care the way that we care. Wow. Now that's crazy. James, you know I live, breathe, and sleep strength and conditioning because of my husband. And a lot of you guys know out there that, you know, my husband is the director of performance for the Mizzou men's basketball team, which is just another fancy word for strength and conditioning coach. And James, you know, just as much as I do, strength and conditioning not only is a huge part of injury prevention, but a huge factor of having success on the football field. Because every year, guys get bigger, faster, and stronger, and it starts in the weight room. No doubt. No doubt. How do you have somebody on your staff who is not certified? Yeah, that's... What? Huh? 
How? To man, I, like I said, I've been in there working on my jumper, so I'm not. <laughs> I have it. So this reaction right here is authentic, right here. But man, just listening to old talk that that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I understand you want to bring in guys that you know, guys you close to, but at least make sure they certify and qualify to do this job. Like you're talking about professional athletes that you're training. You can't work at the Planet Fitness and then come and be at the Oakland Raiders the <laughs> yes. next year and, and think you like, come on now, Gruden. Like you can Gruden, you can't be that far off. Like you know you need a guy in there, legit strength and conditioning coach in there that's gonna keep these guys healthy. Because you gotta understand, going through the season, you're gonna get so many bumps and bruises and things here and there. So Great strength and conditioning coaches know how to adapt Mm -hmm. to certain players with injuries. Okay, you might have a hamstring, okay? But look, this is how you get it stronger. You know why you're not practicing, and we're going to make sure we get keep everything else stronger as well. And I will piggyback off what he said because I was there when when, um, when I got released. Yes, and he was awesome. Mm. You know, and – and sometimes, sometimes when you come in, I know you want to get rid of everybody and put stuff, put people in certain positions that you want there. But sometimes you just got to real recognize real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they did not have a lot of injuries under him. They won 12 games under him. You know what I'm saying? And I know when I was there, I still do some of the stuff that he showed me in the yeah. weight room now. Mm. And, he, and he's not even there to try to keep myself in shape. So... At one point, you know what I mean? I know you want to clear the whole thing out and, and make it your, your squad and, you know, anything that's successful over there is because I brought in my people. I understand all that. But at one point, you know what I'm saying, you got to recognize when people are very good at their job. And he led a very good strength and conditioning coach out there. And then you bring in a guy that's not certified. That's not a good message that you want to send to your team. Now, Gruden did fire Tom Shaw and some of his assistants, uh, but he had NFL experience. So I'm confused, like, was he or was he not certified? Yeah. And Gruden's son, by the way, Deuce Gruden, is Uh, still on staff. He's been on staff uh, last year and this year. He is one of the assistant strength and conditioning coaches. He's an international power lifter. I don't know if you knew that, but just because he's a power lifter doesn't mean he has a certification, right? So is Deuce certified? Like, who is KO talking about? Now, I I know Deuce worked for his uncle, Jane Washington, but was that because he was family or was that because he was qualified? You know, I'm all the way confused, all the way confused. Yeah. Now, the good news is they did hire a head strength and conditioning coach there, A.J. Neville, who was with the Raiders in the early 2000s and um, has 11 years of experience in the pros. I think they uh, took him from Jacksonville. That was the last job that he was at. So okay. hopefully they're in better hands this year. Yeah, but no uh, that definitely was a head scratcher. But this is a this is another thing though, and and, and people got to understand. When I was playing yeah. in Green Bay, like our workouts wasn't like tough during the season. Very, 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 very light workouts during the season. But off during season, the it's the important part. You know what I'm saying? 
And even the offseason, like with OTAs right now, we weren't really like pounding weights like that. It was more like doing mobility stuff and things like that. You know what I mean? That's the kind of strength coaches we had out there. That's what they believed in. You know, different strength coaches believe in different stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, what I will tell guys, if you get a strength coach that you don't like, and this is why every season – I trained by when I trained by myself before we reported to OTAs and all that. I went hard. I lifted extremely heavy. I did things like that because I knew coming into Green Bay that we weren't going to lift like that. And I wanted my body to last the whole season. You know what I'm saying? So, guys out there, if you are going through something like that, make sure you pound and wait in the offseason if you think your strength coach is not doing what he needs to be doing. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, so let's uh, move on from that. And let's uh, talk about one guy who we were hoping was going to be on the 2019 Raiders roster. Uh Um, And that guy is Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Um, And obviously it doesn't look like the Raiders are going to re-sign Marshawn Lynch, Um, especially as we talked about last week, you know, after Isaiah Crowell season-ending injury, uh, they ended up signing and re-signing Doug Martin. Uh, And, of course, they got Josh Jacobs in the draft. Now, you and I still thought Lynch would be a huge asset to the Raiders. You know, we we said, you know, he could help mentor Josh Jacobs, especially because they have similar running styles, et cetera. Well, guess Mm -hmm. what, James? What's up? KO kind of shed some light on maybe why the Raiders don't want that to happen. Oh, now, see, I'm, I'm cool about him talking about the strength coach, but don't go talking about your teammates. Now, oh, I know no, he didn't no, do he, that, No, did he? no, no, no. He, oh, okay. Oh, he loves him some beast mode. Oh, okay. All right, all right. But it shed some light, so take okay, a listen. Okay, gotcha. What was it like to have Marshawn Lynch on your team? That was dope. <laughs> he kept it too real. Like, we had the realest conversations on the plane to the point where, like, coaches would come get their rookies so that they would not have to hear what he was saying just so they can keep them. What the kind of is he them. spitting on the team plane? Like, just straight up stuff, bro. I can't even, I don't even want to repeat it. I'm scared to repeat it. I'm not even going to say it. Was it about football or was it about It was life? about football, but it was also about life, too. Yeah. And, like... Oh, no, he's, and what's going on with football? I'm not even going to get into it. He sees dog. through the games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and he's the kind and of guy. he saw it early, too. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. That's what's so funny is on a team that had that much turmoil and change, to have the ultimate truth teller in the locker room. I just feel like at all times he would have been like, Hemi, what the f- are we like on meetings? Like I just feel like he would do that all the time. Occasionally, occasionally, yeah. occasionally he would. Yeah, I don't he want wasn't. You, I don't too, want you to he wasn't too. He wasn't it. very like. He wasn't disruptive or anything like that. But like privately, is like where he was like basically like, look, you know, this is the deal. Here's the facts. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Marshawn Lynch keeps it all the way three hundred. Hey, we already knew that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the Raiders, they ain't feeling that. And I did like that. Ko made sure he said. He didn't do it in a disruptive way. You know, he wasn't disruptive. But apparently the coaching staff, you know, wanted the rookies to stay clear from beast mode. You know what's crazy? Man, oh, my goodness. Like you said, we just had the GOAT on the show last week, Charles Woodson. And this brings me to story time. Okay, story time. Let's go. Because that is the reason why the Packers felt like they needed to release Charles Woodson when Charles Woodson was playing the best football in his career. He was too real? Because he was in the locker room spitting knowledge (laughs) to everyone. Okay. And not just the veterans, but to the rookies as well. And the coaches and the GM felt like, 
Charles Woodson was kind of brainwashing the rookies, but he wasn't. He was just spitting it to them real and giving them the knowledge like this is what you need to expect. This is some BS. They going to blow smoke up your butt. They going to do this. They going to do that. The main thing is the main thing, and that's go on the field and ball. But every time guys will come up to him, young fellas, myself, veterans, like, man, what's, you know, this, that you wanted to know. And Charles Woodson would always keep it real with you. And at the end of the day, they felt threatened by Charles Woodson because he was keeping it 300 and basically giving these young rookies knowledge. And they felt like the young rookies were kind of listen to more what Charles Woodson said than the message the coach was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And not saying that neither of the messages was wrong. You know what I'm saying? But they wanted the young guys to not listen to Charles Woodson and listen to the coaches and the GM. But Charles was trying to spit that knowledge and they end up releasing him because they felt like he would slow down the development of the rookies, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I kind of feel that that's the same thing with Marshawn Lynch. And that's why they don't want to bring him back because his voice is so big. Mm. You think that if Marshawn talks to Jacobs, he's not going to listen to him and he's going to go over there and listen to Gruden? Ah! I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Gruden, they probably don't even want that because they know that these guys are going to gravitate towards Marshawn, you know what I mean, and listen to him, and they probably don't want that in there, which is ridiculous. Well, they're trying to obviously, I don't know if you want to say change the culture, but establish a new culture. And it's kind of like a lot of um, corporations these days want to hire kids out of college to kind of brainwash them and not hire people from the outside who have already had a, you know, 10 years, let's say, in a business, they don't want to hire someone from the outside who comes in with like all these different ideas because they don't want to change what they've already been doing. Does that make sense? Or what they're trying to establish? Like no they, doubt. they want to brainwash the youngins yeah. right out of college and be like, this is how it's supposed to be and not let them think for themselves type of thing. No, no doubt about it. And then the veterans that you bring in, you want them to share that, basically say that same message that the coach is saying. And if they're not, then you you ain't good for the team. And if they're not, you're like, oh, these dudes are cancers. No, just because I don't see it the way you see it or believe it the way you believe it don't mean, you know what I mean, that I'm in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches, when you get guys like that on the team that just keep it 100, and I've been around a couple of them out here as Charles Woodson that shoot it to you straight 100. But this is the thing about them two guys, too. If the coach is sitting right there, they're going to say the same stuff. Just because you're sitting right here, I'm not shying away from what I'm about to say. This yeah. is this is the real, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And a lot of coaches and a lot of GMs feel threatened by that, and you don't want that. You just want your message being spread. This is my team. I don't want anybody else listening to anybody else. This is my team. And you end up losing big-time players like that because of your pride a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this is what's crazy about this whole like podcast. I feel like we're kind of gossiping, but it's more like – Finally, someone's kind of keeping it real. And even though, you know, KO may be a little salty because he got traded, but this isn't a guy who got cut. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not like he got cut and then he's over here bad-mouthing the coaching staff. He's still on a team. He's yeah. still about to start. So, like, there has to be some truth to what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? And, and covering KO for all the years that he was with the Raiders, I know that KO keeps it real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got to understand that a lot of the stuff KO's saying – it's a lot of the stuff a lot of people were already thinking anyway. You know what I'm saying? But just never said it. But yeah, just never said it. But I mean, some people may may have gave you a little bit, but we all knew that Gruden's first year was a lot of chaos over there. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, 
a little bit by little bit is coming out. You know what I'm saying? But listen, like Charles Woodson and I said last last week. You need them dogs on your team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they might be crazy and got a loose screw here and there and keep it 300 here and there, but you need a couple of them dogs on their team, and they're really making a mistake not bringing Marshawn back. Amen to that. I completely agree. Um, all right, so Lefko, he goes on to ask KO what he thinks about John Gruden as a person. And let's just say the word genuine isn't a word that he used to describe the Raiders head coach. Oh, man. <laughs> we had a lot of talks in his office, and they were not, like, what he said obviously did not come to fruition. So for take that for whatever it's worth. Ooh, what so, was the best thing you were told that didn't come to fruition? Yeah, man, the next five years, man, like, you're going to be a leader on this team. We really respect how hard you work and your work ethic and all this and that, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, all right, well, we'll see. Man. Oh, look, I, business, though, look, man, man you know? my, my old partner, Sims, used to tell me all the time that that cost Gruden a lot when he was with the Bucks because he was a quarterback of the Bucks. Is he would tell you things and then later it wouldn't be the truth. Mm-hmm. And like, I appreciate Cable telling you the truth. See, like, I respect that. He yeah. kept it real. He did. He kept it real. It's like, it's like, hey, man, we're trying to make these moves. Like, we want to do what we want to, like, you know, and, it, and it's like, you know what's up. You know what I mean? Like, you always, at least you know what's up. You might yes. not like it, but you know it's up. Damn. And, but, so that sounds like a whole other lesson learned for you, this whole process. I mean, man, like, I I played, uh, like, I went through the coach change with Gene Chizik and then Paul Rhodes coming in yeah. and then him, me coming out and him being like, oh, like, telling Scott's, oh, he has character issues, like, all this other I've been through so much, like, stupid political, like, stuff that at this point it's just, like, I almost expect it out of coaches, especially because I'm the type of player that I, like, talk to the free agents and stuff like that, so I hear things, so I know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? We talk about, so many people love to talk about how, like, athletes can be childish, and I think coaches are worse. What? They don't get drug tested. They, nothing, like, nobody questions what they're doing. Like, they say a player's a certain way, and we take it, and we never wonder if a coach is a certain way. It's crazy, though. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm not even going to say, like, we're not even going to speak on character when it comes to coaches, dog. Like, I'm not even going to go there. If somebody were to call you, whether it's uh, Cleland Farrell, their fourth, route, their fourth pick in the draft, or another guy, and, and they said, what's Gruden like? What would you tell them? Um, you know what? He's a passionate guy. He's a passionate guy. Um, he loves the game. He's going to get up at four in the morning, you know what I mean, and, and start coaching. Um, you know what? But it's, I, I really don't, I really don't know. Like, I felt like I knew. Mm. I don't know. I really don't, I really don't know. So you'd say, I was with him for a year and I still don't know what he's like. I don't know. I don't really know. I know parts of what he's like, but I can't say that I really know what he's like. Mm. Mm. Now, James, mm. I think it goes for anybody in any profession. Your boss. Yes. If you don't feel that you can trust him, if you don't feel that he's genuine, yeah. that's a problem. That is a huge problem. And I know you just said in any profession, but especially sports. Like the main, oh my goodness. Like you get so many coaches and and GMs and all that that don't keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or tell you one thing and it'll never happen. You know what I mean? Are you, you know, they say, look, we're thinking about extending you. And next thing you know, your agent call you and say, you traded. Like, hey, just told me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you've. it's very rare that you get guys that keep it really 300 with you. And, and it's crazy that 
to have a head coach or to even feel like you cannot trust your head coach. You know what I mean? And and that's huge because now once something happened to KO like that and he felt like he didn't he didn't trust Gruden, you better believe whoever his homeboys are on the team He's going to spread that message to them. Don't believe nothing Gruden say, man. You know what I mean? So now you're getting all that in the locker room. You know what I mean? And and that's not cool. That's not how you want to be building, building your football team. And then on the opposite side, when you do get a real one, mm-hmm. it feels so good. Really? You know what I mean? And for me, for me, that was Edgar Bennett, who is the receiver coach for the Raiders right now. He was a real one. He will come up to me straight up. And he will say, JJ, you had a bad game last week. If you have another one, bro, they talking up top. They going to bench you. Really? You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, I've, I've never had a coach like that. The coach we had before that, I won't say no names, but he'll, <laughs> you know, he'll be like, uh, you'd be like, coach, I know I had a bad game, man. You know, hey, I'll step it up this next week. And he'll be like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we're and they are top talking about they're going to bench me. What you mean don't worry about it? At least let me know. Yeah. Like, if I don't step my stuff up, yeah. you know what I mean? They yeah. gonna, but Edgar was always that guy to always, hey, he'll, even if he it was him sitting with you after, like, look, bro, you know, if you don't step it up, even if you didn't have a bad game, even if you ain't even been getting opportunities, and he'll be like, hey, I know you ain't been getting a lot of opportunities, but this dude over here been getting some opportunities. He's been making them plays. Hey, they thinking about moving you from second wide receiver to third. So I don't know if you got to go talk to A-Rod and tell him to throw you that ball so you can show. But just a coach like that, man, it's like, hey, man, this dude is really keeping it real with me. So I would go have them conversations with her like 12. Hey, man, I need some opportunities. They talk about whatever. You know what I'm saying? But when you get a coach blowing smoke up your butt and all that type Mm -hmm. stuff and a guy you can't trust, I mean, you you ain't going to respect him. And you better believe everybody in that locker room is going to hear it and it's going to mess up the locker room and then nobody's going to trust the coach. Yeah, if you can't trust your coach you don't have respect for your coach you know trust and respect clearly go hand in hand in in my opinion it goes back to the whole car salesman description that i gave a few months ago gruden knows what to say for you to buy into what he is doing and as raider fans you obviously want to believe what he says right so you have blinders on you don't care about the outside noise you'll hang on to every word that gruden says because you want to believe what he is saying is true You want to believe that he is moving this thing in the right direction. I'm not saying he's not, but obviously as a Raiders fan, you're going to hang on to every word. Now, again, I'm a Raiders fan. I don't want to trash him, but hello, what do you think Gruden did for the last decade before he became the Raiders head coach again? He was on TV. He knew how to sell things. He knew how to talk. He knew which sound bites to give, which bulletin board material to give. So he knows how to blow smoke up each player's butt and to the media. As Raider fans, I get it, yo. Like, you want to believe everything he's saying, and I still want to believe that he's doing the right things here. But when it comes to a player-coach relationship, you have to have that trust, and you have to be real with your players. Absolutely, and trust is everything. And I want to take it back a little bit, you know, because you said the Raider fans and all that, they believe everything he says and all that. You know what I mean? He blowing smoke up their butt. But you got to understand, Raider fans and the media – yeah. Don't see John Gruden every day. They don't look John Gruden in the eye every day. Mm-hmm. They're not around him 24-7. So he can blow smoke up their butt and tell them lies because they're not around him every day. And you and me are both married. 
when your husband and I'm telling my wife a story, she's like, I know you lying, boy. Cause she see me. <laughs> <laughs> she see me every she see me every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She she can see body language and all that type yeah. stuff. And she can see. So, you know, being around Gruden, you kind of know, okay, he could be looking in your eyes, telling and you looking at him like, dude, you lying. You lying to me. Mm. And I know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a fan. I'm around you every day. I see it. And number one, I seen you lie to my homeboy yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like you're a fan and you're not there. Like, these are players that were there and seen acts done to other players. And like I said, there's look, you think reality TV is gossip? As men in these locker rooms, oh, we sit down, we talk. You know what I'm saying? So if KO came out of the meeting, you better believe Big Donald Penn right there. Like, what are you saying in the meeting, Big Dog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. KO going to tell him. And DP, DP might be like, he told me that same thing yesterday. And then you starting to think like, well, shoot, how are you going to pay us both this big money? How are we both going to be the future? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? And you start seeing the coach for what he is, man. I love Gruden. I ain't never had no nothing uh, like that with Gruden, so I don't know. But just listening to these players talk and all the stuff came out of there. Come on, man. You got to earn the respect of your players. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, what did KO consider the dagger for the Raiders 2018 season? We'll discuss that. Plus, Aaron Rodgers making his Game of Thrones cameo. That and more when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Now, I know we have a lot of listeners who are business owners, right? When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time-consuming. It's expensive. There's so many carriers to choose from. So how do you know you're making the best choice? Well, you don't. But guess what? With our help, now you do. You need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation is awesome. It helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and the most important part, keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, SD, your own website, ShipStation brings all the orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device. Even your cell phone, yes. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. How cool is that? ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So... You can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. So just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. Yes, B-L-U-E. Again, that's ShipStation.com, and enter the promo code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All 
All right, so uh, last thing from KO, because I know we only have 10 minutes left, so I'm going to cut out a couple things. But this, I think, was just for, even though it's the past, I get it, uh, just for Raider fans to kind of understand where the team's head was at um, after the Mack and Cooper trade. You know, apparently a lot of the players were wondering, well, who's next? And the part I'm not showing you is KO said, you know, we have professional shrinks, team shrinks. And a lot of players... We're talking to the shrinks because they were stressed and wondering, you know, who's next. Yeah. And it's funny because the shrinks were even telling the players, man, a lot of y'all are, <laughs> a lot of y'all are coming to talk to us. We're kind of booked, you know. Yeah. And Ko said the Amari trade was the dagger in the season. Mm. That for sure was like the dagger. Like a few times, it was like some situations where it was just like. You know, you're on the field and certain things are getting called or whatever, and you have no control of that. Yeah. And you're just like, do they care or whatever? And it's like, we're working so hard and, you know, and the pain and all that. People playing through injuries, and you're like, what are we doing? Right. But then that was probably like the dagger where it was just like. Wow. So the whole team after that moment, you could feel it. Weeks you could to come. feel it. Like, people yeah. were like talking about it in the locker room. Like, yo, like, I guess they like really like rebuilding. Like, you just like knew at yeah. that point. And it's funny, you're laughing right now, James, but it's funny yeah. because you're like, dude, we talked about this. Like, you know that in the locker room, they're all talking I'm about it. They're I'm all talking about what just went down. Gruden wants to just tank this thing, and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, like, the players now are like, okay, so what are we playing for? I'm telling you, Fallon, and I know you, man, please listen to me. I've been in the locker room. I'm I know, telling you. I know. I've seen it done plenty of times where a good player has been cut, and the next day, you better believe, right when we we had breakfast, we talking to all our teammates like, bruh, they cut James Jones. Like, bruh, it's crazy around here. Man, you can't trust nobody around and here. And so man. do you guys really have a professional shrink? I guess it's like like a sports psychiatrist or whatever, they're, psychologist. They're, I know, I know we did in Green Bay, yes. But I was always taught by my agent, Frankie Bauer. Okay. That son, if you need help, you come talk to me. And I'll get you help because you better believe everybody in that organization is on a string. Mm. And I and I know they tell you that, James, this is confidential. confidential. We're not going to tell nobody else. He says, son, come to Frankie <laughs> <laughs> and we will get you help or anything you need if you ever need anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you better believe they're on a string. And like I said, besides besides E.B., a lot of the position coaches I have, I felt like I couldn't talk to them about anything like that neither because I felt like they would go up the top and run their mouth to the head coach or GM, whatever. This is how James James feels. You know what I'm saying? So you better believe in any organization, and I know it was packed up, but you better believe that they were coming back telling Gruden and all that. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, I know everybody on the podcast, like the Raiders wouldn't do that. You know, they, they, they wouldn't tell. It's confident. Listen, I'm telling you, when you start talking this money and this football and these organizations everybody's on a string ain't nothing confidential when it comes to that yeah okay and and last thing i'm not going to get to the audio clip but uh 2017 it was sunday night football raiders washington in the nation's capital donald trump was calling nfl players sons of bitches obviously a lot of players wanted to protest um and there was a lot of drama before the sunday night game and the Raiders, you know, coming in, there were 2-0. and uh, And they fell flat. Horrible game. 
Derek Carr was sacked a million times. I actually don't know exactly how many times, but uh, it was he, he was getting killed out there. And reports were saying how the offensive line, because they were the only all-black offensive line in the National Football League, that they purposely played like crap. So Carr would get sacked because they were mad that he wasn't for the protesting. KO simply said that was bullcrap. That is not true. And I and I knew that was false. We all knew that was false. And then he went on to say, if you know Derek Carr, if you meet Derek Carr, you cannot not like Derek Carr. Yeah. And we have been telling people that for months. He's just a, an awesome guy. You can't say, oh, I hate Derek Carr. I don't like that dude. Yeah. You can't say that. And if you do, you have a problem. You must have some things wrong with you. No doubt. Finally, Game of Thrones. Ah, yeah. One of the best <laughs> shows on television for the past decade. Um, unfortunately. I don't know how it's just the best show because I've never I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> I'm highly disappointed in you for one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Your boy, Aaron Rodgers, is a huge fan yeah. of the show. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it looks like he had a little dream come true. Uh, the funny yeah. thing is, I don't know if you saw a reporter caught up with him at the Kentucky Derby and made a joke about how he, you know, should make a cameo in a TV show or a movie. And then Aaron paused for a second and then looked at him and said, episode five, Game of Thrones, and then walked away. And everyone thought he was joking. So then what happens Sunday, episode five, second to the last season in the entire eight season series, your boy, A-Rod, made a cameo. He was one of the many extras and he died via fire. Yeah. (laughs) Dang near everybody died in the episode. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, I'm not going to lie. I had to actually rewind uh, and pause to try to find him because if you blinked, you missed him. Did you find him? I did find him. He got killed by fire. <laughs> okay, because because the NFL Network called me and they were like, "Man, Aaron was on Game of Thrones. Uh, text him, see where he was at." So I text him, and his response, he texts me this text, and I think I shared it with you. But he texts me this text, and I'm like, I don't know what none of that means, brother, because I've never seen the show. Oh my gosh! So let me read it. You just so James literally just texted me right now, and I literally thought that he was texting me to say, "Girl, I got to go." So, uh, but instead, he actually texted me what um, A Rod texted him, and it was hard to find me unless you know what you're looking for. I was in Flea Bottom following Aria as she was trying to get out of the city. James, you were probably like, "What the heck are you talking and about?" I te- no, I texted him back and I said, "I don't know what none of that means, but I'm <laughs> glad you're getting your acting career going." <laughs> <laughs> It was actually funny because there were some parts people have conflicting reports. Like I pushed pause and it looked like he was in a line with the other soldiers. Like he was in line ready to fight. And it was like a split second. You could see him in the line. And then the other uh, time where I actually paused and rewind and went back. I'm like, this looks like him. I think it's him. And he was trying to get cover. And then all these flames just. And and he was dead in two seconds. He turned into ashes. So it's pretty funny. Um, I thought it was a joke just like that reporter thought it was a joke. And then obviously when he posted, oh, thank you for the opportunity or whatever, I'm like, yo, he was really in that mug. I got to really rewind and and see where he is. But um, did you ask, though, how much he got paid for that? Or you think he did it for free just because he loves the Game of Thrones? Well, you know, I never get into anybody's pockets. You always, I, why do you always 
say that. I never get this anybody pockets. You know what I mean? I just told him, man, hey, keep keep your acting career going, man. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm gonna wait until you know I see him in like a main movie or something. And, you know, <laughs> then I probably then I probably ask him for a loan or something. No, but I ain't <laughs> no, I didn't ask him uh, what he. Got Would paid. you be an extra in one of your favorite TV shows like Power? I love Power. You watch Power? Oh, one, one, one hundred percent. Would you, you do it for got, free? You, absolutely free hey put me next to ghost one time man (laughs) let me be ghost bodyguard in one of these episodes man but don't be a snitch do not get hired to be a snitch Fallon. you know i ain't never going no they got to pay me to do that that's what i'm saying because andre it's so funny because um he's all over my instagram and he's just a character obviously in the show power and whenever i go to his instagram i'm always like i hate you andre you are a snitch you bastard It's all right, because this season, they're going to have to all here. They ain't going to come together. Uh, we'll see. Okay, so finally, we end with this. Um, yeah. We'll stick with the Packers, because this is supposed to be a Raiders-Packers podcast. Um, <laughs> and I never show the Packers love. But next time, we'll get a Packers uh, player on, hopefully, James Jones. We'll Don't see. Want more listeners. You down the Packers. Okay. Well, um, the Packers are one of few teams that actually have – their OTAs open to the public. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, they have three OTAs open to fans uh, starting May 21st. The other is May 29th. And then the final OTA that is open to the public is June 4th. Now, one thing is for sure, the Raiders do not do this, okay, because this <laughs> yeah. is something I'm not used to and I was very confused when I saw this. Um, obviously, though, fans are invited to training camp. Um, OTAs off limits. But why do you think Green Bay is all about, you know, letting their fans – Get an inside look during OTAs. Well, number one, I mean, Green Bay is all about the Green Bay Packers. You know what I mean? Well, basically, Wisconsin is all about the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. You know what I mean? That's, But, I mean, Green Bay, I mean, that's the only thing out there. They love their team. They love the Green Bay Packers and the players. And I just think it's, I just think it's great because – you open the practices and the fans get to interact with the players. And not only that, it's your first time to see your draft picks, you know? So you give the fans, you know, a couple opportunities to see the draft picks, you know, go up against the veterans, you know, I know, especially shoot. If you draft a wide receiver high and all that type stuff, you wanted to see them catch passes from Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre and things like that. So you give them them you give them that opportunity to come out there and watch a couple practices. We've we've always done it like that. Yeah. Shoot, under Coach McCarthy, it might have been a you know it might have been a couple more that they they can come to because he was all about the fans and all about interacting with the fans. You go over there, you slap their hands and all that. You know when you're not, you know, in a team drill or something, man, and just interact with the fans. So. You know, I think it's good. I think all teams should do it. You know, give give the fans a little early sneak peek at they at they draft picks that they've been following forever in college football, and now they on your team, and you get to come see them. So, you know, but Green Bay, you know, there is no Warriors in the playoffs. There is no A's. There is yeah. no Giants. You know what I mean? All it is is the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, you gotta you gotta give the people in the town something to do. Yeah, Bay Area fans are a little preoccupied right now with the Western Conference Finals and the Giants, et cetera, and the A's and the Sharks. Shoot, you're <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. mean, just like every freaking sport. Yeah. I mean, seriously, uh, Bay Area fans are blessed with great professional sports teams, for one. Um, and I was blessed to be able to work and cover these professional sports teams. It was amazing. Um, what was the last thing I was going to tell you? Because I know you are leaving now. Um Oh, the Raiders still are one of four teams that can be on hard knocks, James. And I feel like they're like kind of refusing, but you cannot say no. And with all the drama this offseason, you're like, please say yes. Yeah, that would that would be good. That would be good, especially for the nation, man. That would be good to really see 
John Gruden at work and to see those guys at work for the nation. I, th- I think that'll be I think that'll be very good. The entire not just the Raider Nation, but literally the entire country and probably yeah. even people from around the world are very intrigued by what's been going on with the Raiders. It's not literally like if you are even a Packers fan, you would tune into Hard Knocks because you want to see great. you want to see yeah. the dysfunction or the craziness and even like the characters and the personalities. Yeah. You star quarterback. <laughs> You know what I mean? This just 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 listen to this for hard knocks. You got a star quarterback in Derek Carr. You got a star wide receiver in Antonio Brown. You know, you just drafted a, a running back. And then you got Mayock. Then you got Gruden. Like, them are some characters that you would want to tune in every week to see. Uh, for sure. And to see and to see what's going on. And not only that, it's the black hole. I mean, the fans all over the place. I, I think it would be good. I just want to know what we will get. Will we get the realness or will we get the uh, on-camera car salesman type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Because some of the stuff I mean, in with Cleveland last year, a little of the dysfunction kind of leaked out on Hard Knocks. Yeah, but I mean, I think you'll get a little bit of both yeah. i think you'll get i think you get a little bit of both I, and especially as you know the episodes go on i think you'll start seeing seeing certain stuff but uh i think you get a little bit of both but I, I think it'll be good man and we all know gruden used to the tv so he'll give you what you want Shoot. you know final season in oakland <laughs> hard knocks hey do hard knocks back-to-back seasons i think people will still tune in when they go to uh, las vegas as well that would be awesome man i was in las vegas uh what was it last week two weeks it went last week but I drove by the stadium. Oh, you did? Yeah. The Raiders going to be in Oakland again. They're going to be there for two more years. That stadium, that stadium a long ways away. Really? In, in my humble opinion. I'm, I'm, I drove by like... And the, my Does little it still Uber look driver, like just dirt? My, no, it ain't just dirt. It's stuff up. But my little my Uber driver was like, there goes the stadium. I'm like, oh, the Raiders going to be in Oakland for one more year. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> hey, if I, bet, if I was a betting woman, I would bet that they'd be in Oakland for another year, too, because that's Absolutely. what everybody's trying to say. But we'll see if they speed up the process here uh, throughout this next year. So we'll see. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keep It at 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. It only takes one minute of your time and we would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.